Welcome to Death is Everything. Thanks. I'm Marianne. I'm Chris, I guess. <laughs> and you know, it's, it's weird yeah. when I leave work because I go by Christopher at work and then you know me as Chris. I never yeah. was Christopher in high school or whatever. Yeah. So even as I'm talking to you, I'm like, who am I? What is my name? <laughs> and it's a weird feeling. <laughs> and I know you as all of it. Yeah. True. Under all. But I mean, I think you've always called me Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I think I called you Christopher at work just to. Like match, just to match the vibe. I don't know, because it feels like I'm messing with you somehow. Huh. Weird. Because it's out of place. It just feels weird. Christopher. That Mm. doesn't feel right. I mean, it feels normal to me. (laughs) Well. So, yeah. So, how are you doing? Anything new with you? Uh, finally fully recovered from COVID. Um, Excellent. I feel, you know, even, I think last time we recorded, I was still like, I had like the brain fog. Yeah. There was just this, I, I still have some of the, a little bit of the like exhaustion vibe, but even mm-hmm. that's kind of mm-hmm. lessened a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, that's it, man. Just <laughs> back, back to normal-ish life, you know? Great. Yeah. Yeah. What about with you? I too feel recovered. Yeah. From meningitis. Um, e too, Brutus. See, si. yeah, I feel um, I feel good. I actually good. took a nice walk today. Took the long way to Trader Joe's. And okay. <laughs> it was just beautiful. Do you feel like you could drive again? Do you feel safe? Yes. I'm driving. Yeah. Okay. I'm back to driving. I regret driving every time. (laughs) Every time I get in the car, Um, Mm -hmm, I don't mm -hmm. like it and I don't want to do it. I feel you. But it's happening. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Leave driving to the people who want to do it, you know? Yeah. Somebody wants to. It's not me. I used to want to. Yeah. There was a time that I enjoyed driving and then I, I don't know. You got over it. I was like, this sucks. You got to move to like, you know, London or somewhere where you can take decent public transportation. I guess it is getting That's better here idea. in L.A. It is getting better, but still. It is, I think, because the Olympics is coming in 2028, I believe. Hmm. Well, that's yeah. fun. Summer Olympics. I can't wait to see how they ruin our city. Oh, <laughs> you know that's what happens, right? Every ta- every city it goes to, it's like they put yeah. all this money into it, and it just like destroys everything. Yeah, I mean, my hope is that it will force the betterment of transit, mm-hmm. and we'll get some slightly, at least a little better. It has gotten a little better, um, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so other than that, nothing really new. Um, I'm back into the swing of things at work and it's good. Good. I, um, I like working. I enjoy it. So, yeah. Here I Oh, go. that's one person. <laughs> <laughs> that makes one of us. Yeah. Well, work is always hard. You know, there's always challenges, but I enjoy I, the overall activity. Sure. Well, and when you like, I was out for however long I was out, like 10 days during COVID. And I just wanted to be done with it. Like I just was tired 
of sitting yeah. on the couch or laying in bed. I was like, I need to be active. This is the most boring. <laughs> this is not going to work for me. Yeah. Yeah. So work is good in that regard. Yeah, exactly. It feels good to be forced to do things. <laughs> <laughs> and then be, you know, and then be held accountable if you do them wrong. It's yes. a wonderful feeling. Yes. <laughs> a little risk, right? What's a little risk between friends yeah. and coworkers, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, so so uh today we're going to talk about the Darien Gap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. actually you uh, mentioned to me. Yeah, I, I didn't bring it up on while recording, right? I brought it up after the fact, I, I don't think. I don't think so. Yeah. We were discussing um, possible topics, I think. And, yeah. And it came up, and it's a good one. Yeah. I, well, um, it was Everest that made me think of it, because it's, you know, treacherous land. Yes. Right? That's, yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and I, I found it really interesting, because it's very different from Everest in the the reason that people are trekking here is completely Mm -hmm. different. Um, Everest is more for, you could say leisure. Well, I wouldn't say leisure. Not leisure. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Adventurers. Adventurers. But, you know, like that's, that's very extreme. Darien Gap is extreme, but people aren't generally, the majority of people who cross this area are crossing it um, to migrate yeah. to safety, generally. There's also a lot of other happenings there, uh, which we will discuss. All right. Sounds like yeah. a plan. So here we go. So what do you know about the Darien Gap already? What I know, um, it's basically a, uh, a bit of treacherous land between South and Central America. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's like, just, it's extremely treacherous. Yes. However, it's pretty much the only way on land to, to, to travel from South America into Central and North America. So it's just a, you know, it's the worst, it's the worst case scenario. It's, it's a, what, what what am I trying to say? It's like a, a <laughs> bottleneck of yeah. traffic of humans having yes. to go through this area, but it's yes. just crappy, crappy land. Okay. Crappy. Yes, that's. I think I said the same thing five times in different ways. <laughs> well, you're right in a lot <laughs> of ways. Um, it's it's the region that's in the Isthmus of Darien, which is also known as the Isthmus of Panama which is that like bottleneck mm-hmm. area. It's a very thin portion of land. And yeah, it connects North and South America, the, the North and South American continents. Um, and in this little area, there's a large watershed, which means there's runoff from the mountains above. So there are like a lot of rivers there's a thick forest, a thick rainforest, um, and uh, the mountains are very jagged and steep there. Um, so this gap, they call it. There, there's a like this gap portion, because the Pan American Highway, which runs um, 
from Colombia all the way up to Alaska, hmm. um, there is a gap in the road that's 106 kilometers or about 66 miles um, between Panama and Colombia where there's no road built. Okay. So, so yes, it is the only land connection between Central and, and South America. Um, but there's also no roads to drive through there. Hmm. No built roads. Yeah. Okay. So they, there have been attempts to build roads. It's very expensive. And there are a lot of environmental issues that have prevented uh, road building from happening. Mm-hmm. There have been like attempts uh, for political consensus between Panama and Colombia back in like the 1970s and the 1990s, but they all failed. And as of this year, there has been no active plan to build a road through this area. But I would imagine even just with the way the 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 landscape is there, it, it would be expensive because it would just be so difficult for yeah. it to like survive, right? You've got all these, you know, mm-hmm. these jagged mountains, these, these all these flowing rivers uh, with just tons of water and, and the forestry. It feels like it would be hard to maintain. I'm sure it happens yes. throughout the world, but it just seems like it'd be tough. Yes. And in addition to needing road infrastructure and maintenance, it is a country crossing. So mm. you would need like customs agents. Sure. Border yeah. border patrols to guard that area. You know, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of addition that would have to happen. There were reasons of not wanting to connect because of um, certain spreads of disease hmm. um, of various kinds. As if, because basically the only way for people to, tra- to travel either north or south, now I assume would either be by boat or, or by plane, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so they have a better control of what's right. kind of coming up and down, like north and south. Right. There are more checks in place. Mm. Whereas with automobiles, I imagine not every car gets checked and they're not, you know, in an airport, if you walk through, they can take your temperature without even getting close to you. Yeah. They can see if you have a fever. Well, and you, and they're checking, I think, more thoroughly regarding like things you're importing or bringing in, right? Like Right. You're just where, under more examination. In yeah. Those kind yeah, of exactly. travel facilities. So, so, yeah. So that was one of the reasons um, listed that there has been some opposition to building a road. Mm. Um, and it comes from all kinds of different parties. It's not just one. So it's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> there's mm. no, there's no plan. There's no like desire for a plan. Damn. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. The thought of being able to drive from Alaska all the way down to the bottom of South America yeah. seems really cool. Yeah. Uh, and sad that you can't. Well, there's also other reasons. The area is dominated by a river delta. Um, It's of the Atrato River. And that creates a big, like, 80-kilometer or 50-mile-wide marshland. Mm. So that is not solid ground. Right, right. 
one of the mountain ranges that extends along Colombia's Pacific coast into Panama is also right there. It's just like all these different types of terrain right in one little spot. Sure. So, yeah, and then it's also got a mountainous rainforest with terrain as high as 60 meters or almost 200 feet uh, in the valley floors and up to 6,000 feet or or 1,800 meters at the tallest peak. So, yeah, you have a lot of variation. There's a lot lot going on. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's no roads to bridge the gap. You can't really drive. You have to ship your vehicle. Mm -hmm. And there's also different gorilla groups gorilla glues there's different <laughs> there's a, it's a real sticky it's situation very sticky down, there. down there you really gotta watch out um there's gorilla groups and different paramilitaries that are active in the region so um even if you were to take like a four four by four vehicle if you try to cross you may run into one of these hmm. like paramilitary groups uh and that is deadly as you can imagine. Some expeditions have crossed, but most of them uh, traveled with, uh, on land and water, meaning they took shortcuts, like they weren't going completely on land in order mm. to avoid those kind of situations. Sure, sure. In addition to intense variation in environment, you have paramilitary <laughs> groups uh, fighting in the region and, um, you know, killing people that way. The Darien Gap is also dangerous because there are many different species of insects, amphibians, reptiles, and plants that can kill you. That are like, like they're poisonous. Uh, there's a variation of reasons. That yeah. they can, not all poison. Okay. So this area has been home to many different types of venomous snakes, insects, and plants that are not found anywhere else on Earth. Hmm. And they're all congregating. Like, this is our In favorite spot. One, and it's like narrow. It's not like there's... Yeah. Okay. The Darien Gap is the only place in the world where you can find the Bushmaster, which is the world's largest venomous snake. I hate it. <laughs> I just want everyone to know I hate it. This snake can grow up to 10 feet long mm-hmm. and weigh as much. <laughs> I'm glad it's not 10 feet tall. 10 feet wide. <laughs> but it's only three feet long. <laughs> 10 feet wide and hundred feet long. No, Damn. 10 feet long and weigh as much as 20 pounds. Now, we're saying venomous snake. We're aware that there are larger snakes in the world. But of the venomous snakes, this is the biggest one. That's a big-ass venomous snake. Yes. It has been referred to as the world's deadliest snake as well. Hmm. However, luckily for everyone crossing Mm -hmm. the Darien Gap, it is also known as one of the least aggressive snakes. Hmm. Oh, interesting. It says no one's ever been killed by this snake. Now, 
I, because of what I've been reading about the Darien Gap and people who go missing or die there, Mm. I think it's hard to make a statement like saying no one's ever been killed by one, Mm. especially if they're living in this uh, area. But but who knows? There's no documented deaths by Bushmaster snakes. Um, There are also a large number of coral snakes. These are very dangerous and can kill a person within hours. Mm. Their bite, yeah. um, they are venomous. There are many species of frogs, toads, and toad-like creatures in the Darien that are highly poisonous um, and can kill a human within a few hours. Right, which which this crossing takes that long. I mean, it's yes. you said it was like 66 miles. Mm-hmm. It's going to take you much longer than that. So yes, you're a few you, hours. Yeah. Well, and this terrain, there's no hospitals. There's right. no, there's no rescue team. Sure. There's no one, you know, like we'll get into who is in yeah. the Darien gap. Yeah. Also, yeah. Um, there are also many deadly species of spiders, scorpions, centipedes, and other insects hanging out. Scorpions? I thought you were desert dwellers, bro. How? how? Oh, scorpions are very versatile. Come on now. I mean, you know, tell your friends. But <laughs> still, it, I don't know. I just you picture a scorpion, you picture them out in the desert. You know, I didn't say Scorpios. I said scorpions. Oh, oh right. <laughs> no, they're just. I don't know. They. They. I don't know. You picture a scorpion, you think of them desert desert dwellers. But sure, of course, they're everywhere course there yes and there are also many different types of plants and trees in this area that are also poisonous <laughs> oh man some of those can kill a person in a few hours or a few days mm. um but it, i think it takes about two or three days to get through this yeah in addition to all of these deadly factors that exist in the Darien Gap. There are animals, uh, reptiles and amphibians that are fierce and dangerous, some poisonous. The most ferocious animals in the Darien Gap are the anaconda. Motherfucker. Yeah, that's a fucking huge snake. Yeah. They mentioned the butch Bushmaster, although the Bushmaster, they said it, it's not aggressive, so. Yeah. I wouldn't worry. I'd worry about accidentally startling one. Yeah, I think. Yeah, exactly. The Fertilance. Oh, yes. That's that's also a type. It's the the snake that has it's a very unique shaped head. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And those are like very aggressive. Mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. the green iguana. What? Mm-hmm. That's dangerous. I believe they're poisonous. Or they have like, they're covered in like salmon. You're going to die from food poisoning. Let's see. What's up with the green iguana? Typically not dangerous, but they do have sharp teeth. Yeah, I don't know why they mentioned that. Forget I said the green iguana. Okay. The harpy eagle, the jaguar, the ocelot, the puma, the rattlesnake, the tehu, the timber rattlesnake, and the yagua rondi. 
Which Ooh. I don't know what that is. Do you? I don't either, but it sounds really Let's cool. Look it up. It sounds like a a seductive animal. It's like a mini jaguar. Cute. Wild native cat. Fucking adorable medium-sized cat. <laughs> Two color morphs, gray and red. It's cute. Of course it is. It's like if a cheetah fucked a house cat and it didn't have spots. Oh. It's cute. Take my word for it. <laughs> uh, anacondas can grow up to 23 feet and weigh as much as 550 pounds. Yeah, 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 yeah. The anaconda is sometimes called the world's largest reptile. Sometimes or? <laughs> I don't know why they say sometimes. Unfortunately, it's also one of the most dangerous animals in the world, easily capable of killing a human. Yeah. And yeah. eating them. Whole. All right, well, I'm not going there. Avoid the Darien Gap, however... There's a lot of reason why people are crossing this area. Right. Okay. So, okay, welcome back. Thanks. <laughs> so, uh, as we were, were discussing, the Darien Gap is deadly for many reasons. And it makes one wonder, why would you go to this area? Why would you cross? Well, the Darien Gap is a place where many people are trying to migrate from South America to Central and North America. Um, the reasons vary, but the numbers of people who are crossing this area are increasing yearly. Back in 2021, at least 133,000 migrants crossed. 2022, the numbers surpassed 250,000 people. Wow. Yeah. Now, um, this information comes from the International Organization for Migration. And uh, they noted that in 2022, at least 36 migrants died during this journey, crossing mm. this gap. Um, but the real number is likely higher. Because people die in the jungle and are never recovered. Right. And there's potentially no one to report that death. Like these are, these are known deaths that people right. are like, hey, someone died there. But how many more were doing it and there was no one to record it? So Right. Yeah. There's no data. So right. we talked last season about Everest because we had, we had been having a conversation about bodies that are never recovered. Mm -hmm. Right. So we've kind of talked about people who are not claimed, right? Bodies right. who are recovered by local authorities, but no one claims them. Um, but in these cases, in Everest's case, most of those bodies, people know who it is mm -hmm. or have an idea, right? Because they know they, there's record. Right. But in this case, these are a lot of lost people. Um People who were traveling to make a better life for their families. Um, people who were taking the ultimate risk to yeah. um, get somewhere. Escape persecution, escape violence, escape uh, all kinds collapsing of like, terrible, terrible. Governments, infrastructure, yeah. natural disasters. 
2021, most of the migrants were Haitian crossing the Darien. Hmm. Last year in 2022, it was mostly Venezuelans Hmm. who made up more than 150,000 of the people trying to cross. Wow. The authorities don't have exact data for all of these. Right. Of course. Um, But, you know, they're doing the best they can to, like, figure out how many people are making the cross because then they can estimate how many people are getting lost in here um, Mm -hmm. and what need is there for some kind of humanitarian effort. Someone at the IOM reported that they've heard a lot of stories from people who've crossed the gap and talked about the horrors that they've seen on the journey. People die. Other people come out with significant health issues, physical or mental, um, that the IOM is trying to help. Things that are going on here are things like robbery, rape, Hmm. human trafficking, lack of clean water. So people are getting sick from drinking dirty water or not having access to water at all. Hmm. This stretch of the mountainous rainforest is lawless. So anything can happen in this area. It's um, for centuries, the area has held a reputation of being virtually uncrossable. Even locals and well-equipped people have trouble crossing Hmm. this area. The number of children crossing shot up in 2022 with at least 5,000 kids entering the jungle between the first six months of that year. I think that's the part that kind of blows my mind because like also different from Everest, which it's all these people who are like training all their lives. They're wealthy. To, to, to go up this, this mountain. This yeah. is people who are, it's like women, children, the elderly. Yes. Making this, this cross, which is, has been considered nearly uncrossable for hundreds of years or very yes. difficult. And here we are, we have kind of our most vulnerable doing it, of course, again, because they feel like they have to. Yeah. That's like, that's just so wild to me because you think of what that crossing must feel like yeah. as they're passing, surely people who have fallen, those yes. are, who have died. And it's like kids having to see this and mm-hmm. and and people who feel like they can't really make it. You know, yeah, some of the articles that I read, so the information I'm sharing is more of the general info. Um, but you can read articles if you just Google the Darien Gap, you will come across articles of people who are giving their own personal accounts of what they experienced, and it's devastating, it's very sad. You know, a lot of it. You know, these aren't people going out for a leisurely hike or trying to accomplish a goal. Right. I mean, aside from the goal of getting to, you know, I I mean like a hobby goal, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not for fun. It's for life. It's for safety. Survival. Yes, it's survival. Most of the migrants who are trying to cross are desperately poor. Um. The impact of COVID-19 drove thousands of people to risk their lives to make that cross. Mm. Many of the people who survive say they wish they hadn't tried it. 
because the other option would have been to try and get money and get a boat Mm. or a flight. Um, Many of the people say what they experienced or witnessed will haunt them for the rest of their lives. Dozens of people watched their loved ones die in the jungle uh, or had to leave them behind on the side of a trail. Well, and that's, again, another kind of, this is like our, uh, what do you call you un- unretrievable yes. you know, bodies. This yes. isn't the sort of thing where like someone falls and you carry them to the next camp or whatever. It's no. so long and your life is in so much danger that yes. like you can't, you can't make that, that choice without basically choosing your own death. So it, from what I understand that it is just filled with people. Yeah who couldn't be, you, you know, you leave your family member, you leave your mom behind, you leave, you know, who, whatever, because yeah. you can't do anything about it. You can't save them, which is just so, so horrible. Yeah, exactly. Unless you hated that person and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> Ooh, I'm free. <laughs> Most of the people who are risking their lives to cross this are aiming for a brighter future in the U.S., Mexico, or Canada. Um, trying to walk north on the only land route possible. People who don't think they have another way or that this is their best chance of crossing borders. Most of these migrants enter the gap with zero instructions, no map. They just have to attempt to cross powerful rivers and pull themselves and their children up this mountainous terrain. And this is one of the wettest regions in the world. There's deep mud everywhere. The jungle's Mm -hmm. disorienting. And it's really easy to end up walking in circles. Some people can afford to pay a guide or a coyote to lead them. But these guides could end up being human traffickers. Mm -hmm. Or criminals of some kind. Sure. So there's constant risk. Wow. Yeah, didn't, didn't think about that. I mean, the region's also crawling, like I said previously, with paramilitary groups and gangs. Um, They're ready to pick off migrants. Violence, extortion, you know. There's also, you know, you're always worried about a snake bite and things like that. Mm -hmm. There's also just general injuries. You could just twist your ankle, right? right? Even able-bodied adults are struggling There's dehydration, hunger, just anything. The International Organization for Migration is working to make this easier for people. Um, They provide shelter, sometimes mattresses, blankets, solar lamps, medicine, food items, hygiene kits, stuff like that. Um, They're trying to partner with the governments to make some kind of regular programs to help migrants on one side or another, but essentially getting into the area where the migrants are walking actively is really difficult. So the best they can do is try to set them up for safety. Which is just, I mean, even that concept, it's like, you can't solve the problem. I mean, if there was just like a, even just a walking bridge, you know, we were yeah. talking about the road, right. but if they just made a, some form of 
walking road through yeah. this area. Yeah. Um, but even that in itself, I'm sure like, how do you, it's, it's, it's a bit like, um, trying to pass laws to like give supplies to homeless people in cities. Like right. on the one hand, you're like, well, I want to support these people however I can. But on the other, it's like, well, but are we supporting homelessness or are we supporting helping homelessness? Right. So I imagine that that sort of legislation in these two countries would be almost impossible yeah. for both of them to get on the same page. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. To set them up on both sides, have some sort of like. Well, it's a place where it's an impasse. I mean, it hasn't been developed. There are still some tribes living in this area also, in mm. addition to everything that's going on in wow. the Darien Gap. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the solution is aside from world governments getting their shit together and taking in refugees, you know, more actively accepting people from these countries that are, that are struggling. You can kind of predict when a lot of people are going to flee a place when unrest is happening, you know? Yeah. But that won't solve the road from, from trauma to, to, to um, taking a refugee in yeah. that won't solve the daring gap. You know, what I mean? no. that'll help those who make it through. Right. But that won't really help those who get lost along. Well, the, the help would have to be helping people get from one side to another somehow without going onto that land. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's no solution. I'm uh, well, I'm sure there is. We just don't have, you know, also part of it is like, I mean, not that this is what this podcast is about, but setting up the, you know, making sure that even where people are at, they don't feel like they have to run, you know, yeah. like trying to make their areas safer. That's another way too. I mean, if, if you don't have to run, like. Well, one of the issues is that because all these paramilitary groups and these gangs are, are in this jungle area, it's hard to regulate. You can't sure. send in troops that easily. The other thing is because this is sort of a lawless zone, there are people who are setting up farms mm. that are not legal or illegal. And they're actually destroying the environment there. Mm. So there are environmentalist groups coming in and trying to do something. You've got the, you know, you've just got like, people trying to flee or flee and get to a better place. You've got tribes living here. You've got military groups that are fighting back and forth. There's drug cartels moving drugs through. It's Yeah. It's um it might be more than you and I can solve. I think today. it's the wildest place on the planet. Well, now because you've know. also got the wildlife and the, you know, it's just if a panther doesn't get you, <laughs> if, it, if a panther, the list, the list of I things mean, the to get snakes you. that are you've got giant snakes that are not poisonous but they'll eat you whole. You've got smaller snakes that are <laughs> aggressive and venomous. You know, it's just. To the Darien Gap. 
to to the daring gap. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. So that's all I got. What do you think about all that? I, you know, it's, I mean, it's one of the reasons I want to talk about it. It's just, it's a rough, it's rough, man. That's just, it's a, it's a, it's a sad tale. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and the fact, the fact, here's the thing. I mean, you know, this is opinion time now, but like the mm-hmm. fact that people are willing to go through what is arguably one of the most dangerous sort of passes yes. uh, to get somewhere else is evidence that these are not just, you know, they're not just assholes. They're not just people no. trying to take advantage. These are people no. desperate and who need something. So yeah, to me, that just, I feel like this I, kind of I, the information about that region is just so important oh, to explain yeah. to people like, Hey, these, these, you know, these caravans of migrants coming from South America are not villains. They are people just trying to live a better life. I read something that, yeah, that like between 2013 and now three women have given birth along this trail. Really? And made it to the end. With the babies. Oh, Mm -hmm. wow. Oh, it's not that bad. No medical, nothing. Clearly, it's not that bad then. If you, if it must be easy then. Never mind. They're just, they're just, uh, it's all hyperbole then. <laughs> Conversely, three along the way. That's a, how many didn't, I guess, by that same standard. <laughs> ah, what happened to you? I don't know. I'm still here. Yeah, so so it's bleak. I don't have a lot of positive stuff on that one. Um, it's really intense. I would recommend to the listeners to Google the Darien Gap and read, if you can stomach it, some of the firsthand accounts. And it's, the, the it's the, readable. It's just upsetting. Yeah. I think where I first heard a tale from the from the Daring Gap was on the podcast called The Daily. I, if I remember correctly, uh, basically a journalist goes on the walk. He he. There is a guide who a bunch of people are paying, and this journalist goes on on takes the the trip. And, okay. And that's how I first heard about it. And man, it's I mean. You know, without, you know, whatever. There's yeah. there's family members and a mom gets lost and and someone else keeps the kid yes. with them and takes the kid with them to the to the end and, yes. um, you know, it's like it it's it's real, man. So that's when I first heard about it and they do a, it's a really good, um, yeah. you know, odd. Audit, I'm glad you suggested it. Yeah, it's a great topic and I'm glad we talked about it. Um, yeah. May the people who have died in the Darien Gap rest in peace. Yeah, and may all those who go through it, you know, have good survive. <laughs> yeah. May you live to get to the other side. Yeah, exactly. So that's it. We're going to wrap it up, and then we'll be back next week with more fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, more things more to make you laugh. Joyful death. 
I'm not sure what's coming up, but we'll see what comes out of this monster we've created. (laughs) Until next time, Land of the Living, I hope you survive to hear us again. Hasta la vista. Vaya con Dios. So thank you for listening to Death is Everything. Please, if you like us, rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on a few different social media sites. You can find us on Instagram at D period, I period, E period, underscore cast. And on Twitter at Death Every Cast. If you're interested in interviewing or being a guest, go ahead and send an email to hello at deathiseverything.com. And check out our website, deathiseverything.com. We have merchandise. We have all the episodes from this podcast and episodes I have been a guest on other podcasts as well. See you later, land of the living.